GNA Welcome back to another episode of the GNA Misadventure League. Last episode, our adventurers woke up in a small hospital town of New Wave Rock. Cross, being the master that he is, started drinking right away, while Dee and Magnate investigate how they got there and why. The two split from the group to find the ruins of an old town. Could this be Old Wave Rock? Maybe the seagull can tell them for... more meat? More meat. More meat. Show me potato salad. So it is getting later on in the evening. Um, the sun is the sun was starting to go down. It is later in the season, so I can't remember if I told you guys that uh, you're like in the like late end of summer, early fall kind of season. Like you're you're more into the fall season than you are summer. So days are getting shorter. Um, it's not necessarily nearly as hot, but as the, as the night starts to, as, as the night starts to creep in, you start to feel the cool weather or the cool wind start to come in off of the ocean and you're, you're following said seagull. Now, just cause I can't remember which one of you two, did both of you had night, night sight or dark sight? DMA? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. So you guys didn't need torches or anything. But you start, you, you continue to follow said, hold on two seconds while I mute my phone. Sorry about that. For shame. For shame. Speaking of, moves. should probably mute mine too, huh? Yeah, I figured it'd be time to. All right. So you are tracking down the seal and the seagull kind of like, he keeps flying ahead quicker than you can than you can move, and then kind of like going back, flying back off further, and then going back. And as you start getting further and further down the beach, which you've been walking for probably a good 20, 25 minutes with the seagull, as you get further down the beach, um, you start to to get a very distinct odor, one that you're familiar with, one that comes in even stronger than that that fish smell across the sea air you get the smell that distinct smell of something dead and it's not the good something dead it's the something's dead dead uh i turn to thran you smell that i most certainly do something's definitely awry over here we should uh proceed with caution is there anything that you would like to do before you proceed? So we're just like on the beach. Is there anything? Is there like any woods or any like stones or anything to use as cover in, so in the direction? Where you are on the beach, there's there's some there's some driftwood logs. Uh, nothing really huge. You've already passed the the one ramshackle dinghy that was way back before. The beach is actually fairly substantial where you are. Um, 
I would say that you've probably got a good like 500 feet before you actually get to the tree line. Like there's this is a this is a large beachfront. Um, if you've ever been to like Virginia Beach or uh, like Fire Island, where you just got this massive, you know, mass of of sand between you and there, and it almost you know it kind of goes into almost segments of sand where the you've got the the wash sand where the the water comes in, the tide comes in up to, and then you got past that where all the the shells and everything kind of get deposited, and they just kind of like everything gets stuck there, and then past that it kind of turns into that. That sand that really is more like mud sand. Uh, I guess we just keep keep going. Okay. So as you get down to further down the beach, you find there is, it almost looks like, um, not like a moat, but there is a depression in the sand uh, that goes down a, a fair ways. And the, the water, the tide has, started, has already started to come in a lot. And as the water washes over and it kind of dips down into this, this hole. And as it washes out, you can see things floating around in said hole. And you can tell that the, the distinct smell, the odor that you are getting is coming from the inside of this hole. I'm going to lean the closer you get. Oh, go ahead. I'm going to lean over. I mean, get, get closer and, and see if I can identify any, like, if there's any crew that I recognize or any anything I recognize. So your um, who who would cast uh, commune with animals? Uh, Which one of you two? I think I did most recently. Okay, so it lasts for about an hour. So it's been about thirty or so minutes for your hike on, down this. It lasts for an hour, right? Uh, twenty four hours. Twenty four. Oh, even better. Okay, perfect. So. As you sit there and as you start getting closer, you see the seagull just like flying in a circle around. Uh, and as you get closer, you see that there are other seagulls and other scavenger birds, not just seagulls, flying cl- the closer and closer you get to this hole. And this hole is probably a good 50, 60 feet across one, you know, one way. And it's kind of like an oblong circular. So while it's like from where you're standing, if you're walking up the beach, it's about like, you know, 50 feet wide from where you are if you kept going up the beach but the width from where the water starts to going towards the shoreline the you know that width's only maybe like 30 ish 35 feet but it's a depression that goes down like if you were to slide into it it goes down uh, probably a good you know 15 ish feet down into the sand and it kind of angles down so the farther it gets up towards the trees the deeper it gets in back kind of think of it like a pool mm-hmm. where the the shallow end is closer to where the water is and the deep end is is farther away but as you look down into it you can see which makes you wish that you were back in the bilge of the ship because the water is just swapping in and out and you can see bodies um lots of bodies probably a dozen or more uh, and they're bloated and there you can see pieces of them pecked off and missing and as the water comes in you see birds fly off to the edge and then they slowly peck their way down and you can see that there is definitely a lot more birds there you know there there, there's a lot more birds hanging around than in the hole but you could definitely see that there's a lot of them trying to just like fight to get in there you see 
you see between seagulls and seagulls fighting each other and, and crows and even things that look kind of like the, the similar to turkey vultures, like just, just everything is trying to get into this hole to get its, get its little peck of meat. Right. Um, it is getting darker. Can I see if oh, like the, or can I determine if the hole is man-made in any way, or is this like a natural depression that just kind of like these bodies got into? So go ahead and throw me a, uh, roll me a perception check because you like, I'm making the assumption. You tell me different that you're, you're trying to figure it out without going into the yes. hole. Okay. So as you look around at this hole, um, to the best of your abilities, it looks like a hole that just happened through erosion, but common sense tells you that there, this is no natural erosion path. Okay. Are there any like signs of like tracks or like cart tracks uh, around the hole or up against the tree line? Any anything that looks like living people have been here recently? So walking around the hole, if you kind of examine um, again, the smell is 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 staggering. Like that's that's how this is more of a taste than a smell at this point in time. Um, and you can even see that there are some fish that looks like they have flopped up into the ocean from the ocean into this hole. Uh, so as you go around the hole, you start, you know, you're, you're kind of examining, trying to see if you can find anything. You find tracks that look like they lead in multiple directions towards the shore. It doesn't look like a single direction, but you also see tracks that lead up the shore or, or sorry, um, up the beach as well as down the beach where you came from and they're tracks that are more than just yours the only reason you didn't notice them before it seems is because the tide as it was coming in washed a lot of them away but as you got close to this hole you can see tracks so like if the hole is here and here's the water the tracks kind of went from the hole and then down as close as they could to the water so Whomever was walking there, the assumption was the assumption could be that they walked close to the water to hide their tracks. Look at now. One thing that you do notice as you go around here, uh, as you started walking around the hole, is you notice as you stepped, there are oddly shaped hard, um, hard impressions underneath where you're walking. Out of curiosity, you just kneeled down and kind of like wiped one away, and. The only the, the thing that's odd to you is that it like as you start digging around, you see that there are long cylindrical. Uh, the best thing that you can describe them as is they feel like glass. In you know deep down, that kind of like spider out away from the hole. Ren, I don't know what to make of this, but to me it looks like a mass grave. What do you think? I'm certainly getting bad feelings about this. I think we should hightail it back to the uh, to the inn, and if we're going to examine further, we need our whole party. And we should probably avoid the direction of those whatever tracks or whoever was going through here, because something doesn't seem right. I think we should head back. I agree. Let's wait till daylight, maybe question the people in the village some more tomorrow. And uh, I'm not even sure we should wait for daylight. Just get out of town. Right. Are you thinking um, we'll we'll go back and we'll we'll round up the crew and get out? Or if we're gonna set up camp, at least far away from this spot. This spot yeah, needs to be the sure. heebie-jeebies. For sure. 
as you guys are discussing this, you hear your seagull friend start squawking. And you see all the rest of the birds all of a sudden just like all flutter up and just in all different directions, they go. Man, let's get to the tree line now. Let's let's hightail it out of here. I'm I'm running. Back towards yeah, okay. back towards yeah. from, from the direction I came. Okay, so you're going up the beach. You're not going. To, you're going down the beach towards the where the old uh, the um, the old town was at the beach. You're going that direction. You're not going up towards the tree line. I want. I'm just making sure I know which way you're going, so I can I can yeah give you what happens. That's the direction okay. I'll, I'll, I'm going. I'll follow Thran. <clears throat> That's the direction I'm going. Okay. Do either of you have any form? You're just normal, like 30 feet, I'm assuming. And then booking it, you're doing 60. Okay. As you start running, and of course, running in sand is just as difficult as you can imagine, uh, especially when you're loaded down with all of your gear. You start bolting. And as you start bolting, that, that storm that you saw just offshore, you can like see the clouds just start to curl in and just start to come up the beach. And as you start running, it's almost it's like you're trying to outrun the storm. And you hear this low grumble of thunder. And it just it starts off really low. And it sounds like it's it's just it sounds like it's miles away. And it just starts rolling in and gets louder and louder and louder. As you guys are running as fast as you can, one of you glance back. And you tap the other on the shoulder as you see lightning come down and hit the beach. And as that flash happens, you see little pinpricks of eyes, green eyes, all coming out of the water and all going up the beach towards that hole. All right. Um, here's what we're going to do. So um, uh, where are you guys going? Are you going? I mean, we got to get to the inn and get player and and uh out and kraus out of there okay so you guys are heading back there all right here's what we're gonna do i'm just gonna do a couple of quick rolls i just need both of you to roll me um give me two rolls one is going to be a dexterity roll so a dexterity check not a save but a dexterity check and the second one is going to be a perception check okay and d all right, you rolled dex three times, so I'm going to take your first. Now I need a perception. I think I think he's muted. I think you're muted. Yeah. No, what D is? I am. Oh, D. Or D is your uh, is your wisdom a plus one anyways, and I can just use your second dex roll. It's a plus two. No, I'm sorry. No, plus three. I'm sorry. It's plus three. Okay. So. Okay. So we'll just we'll just go with um. It would be a 12 then, because if your dex rolled, uh, if your dex was a 10 with a plus one, then 12 would be your perception. That's good. That's fine. Okay, so uh, it takes you a little longer to get back because the sand is just like, it's it's tough to run in and you're, you're, you're just beating feet as best you can. The sun has gone down and the moon has come up. And long ago, someone left with the cup, but they're driving and striving. No, I'm joking. Uh, okay. <laughs> You guys are, are booking it back on the sand and you make it back to uh, you make it all the way back to the the old, 
you know the, the broken down the 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 foundations of the of the town and warehouse and whatnot that you were at before, uh, and you get to it and glancing back over your shoulder, looking up the beach, it doesn't look like the storm has moved away from where you were. But the twenty minutes that it took you, the thirty or sorry, the thirty minutes that it took you to get there, it took you almost double that to get back. Um, just like. The, the sand, it almost seemed like the sand was just sucking your feet in as you were, as you were running. Uh, and, and magnet, you like, you kept, you kept turning around having to go, uh, you know, grand, grand throng and, and help them get through because it was just like, just getting away. It was almost like, it was almost like a flop sweat panic. Like, you're just, holy crap, like just trying to get away. Like those bad like, dreams you see that? trying to run, but you can't, um, you keep flopping out and you can't seem to go. Dang. Exactly. Exactly. It it took you it took you almost almost twice as long to get back. Um, then you get there and you you find the road, and as as you get to that old town, the 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 tide has come in completely, and you can see that that the found the foundations that you could see before in in daylight, they're completely submerged underwater, and you can just see some like dock pylons and stuff. Uh, just kind of barely as the water goes out, and you can see little bits of the foundation as the you know the waves go out and come back in. And as the waves are coming out and washing up more sand, you can actually, as it's kind of like eroding the sand a little bit more, you can see the 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 foundations of more buildings that were there that you couldn't see before. That just seems like they were just covered more in sand. You get to the road, you start hustling it back. By the time you get back to town, it's it's deep into night. It's probably. I mean, if, if the sun went down around seven thirty or seven seven thirty, it's now like ten o'clock, you know, ten ish, ten thirty at night. Uh, you get back to the inn, and as you get back to the inn, uh, there's more people there this you know this time because it is is in the evening, and now things are a little bit more bustling. There's uh you know there's not only is Esmeralda there uh, serving out food. But you notice that the doctor's there. Uh, he's just, you know, I can see him just like sitting at a table, just kind of like rubbing his head, just having a, uh, what you know, you're assuming is a mug of ale. Uh, it's a mug of something frothy. And he's just kind of sitting there, just looks like he's winding down. Um, and Esmeralda and her, and her barmate are just, you know, running around, taking things up. There's a piano over in the corner and it, somebody's sitting there playing on said piano, just kind of being all jolly and just kind of trying to keep the mood lively. Uh, so you, you know, you've run all the way here. Your legs hurt. You're tired. Um, what do you want to do? Heading into the uh, room with everybody else to the rooms. Okay. So, um, you look over at uh, at Esmeralda and you just kind of flag her down and you're like, "Hey, you know, you know where my my friends went?" She points you over to uh, you know, tor- uh, uh, towards the where the rooms are, and you go in and you find Kraus and Flair. You know, fl- as I say, Flair, do you, did you do anything specific when you went in there, or do you care if I use some? I mean, the license? only thing I would have done was just like collapse against the wall because uh, we had drinking quite a bit, so I'm like on the floor. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, that's hey, where Parker, I was going to throw you. So that's why I was asking if you mind if I use some poetic license. <laughs> so, so you walk in, and as you open the door, you see uh, you see Kraus like boom, just plopped in the bed, like just wings splayed out. Like it's just if you think think of star fishing, but with wings spread out as well. 
on the bed. There's Flair. He's kind of like, he's fallen. He's against the wall, kind of. like So he's kind of in an L shape where he kind of hit the wall and flayed out. Not flay or flay out. And he's like kind of got his arms, like one arm is straight out. The other one's kind of crooked behind him. And as you walk in, the one thing that you notice is that Flair's got this gash right across his chest. And you can see it's it's a it's definitely a fresh wound that just has started to just started to scab over. Like you just see where it's starting to get that little scabby beginning parts where the blood is dried up in it. Um they are both snoring very loudly. Uh and I'm not sure how much how how a bird sounding like it snores does, but just kind of get a little click in there as the you know the beat kind of clicks together a little, you know, just like that as a as it's breathing out. And Flair's just down there. You just you, every now and then you just kind of hear him like grumble and groan and like spit something out in some weird gibberish. You do like a, one of those jolt kind of things, like yeah. I turn out you know, just of the room and look at or like go down and like down Esmeralda. How much did they drink? Esmeralda looks at you and she says, "Well, I'd say all of it, but I keep a I keep a fairly good stock. And they didn't they didn't chintz out either. They were going for the hard stuff." Alrighty then, uh, Tran. I think we're gonna have to. St- Stay here tonight. Uh, I go back up to Thran. I'm like, oh, we should definitely uh, keep a watch. I'll uh, take the first shift. Okay. So you guys are gonna. Uh... I think we both sounds uh, like a plan. I think we both have like don't need to sleep necessarily. We can kind of like meditate, right? Yeah. And a trance. Well, let me look you up quick. Make sure that I am not. I think that's the thing elves and half elves can do. No, el- elves can do it, but I wasn't sure about half elves. Hmm. Yep. Um, four hours of a trance for an elf basically equates to um, eight hours of sleep for a human. And half half elves half elves half do elves. not. They do not get drinks. Yeah. All right, so I'll just half elves not go, have the trans feature. You go into your transfer a bit. I'll I'll keep watch, and then uh, I'll take the the wee hours and get some rest. Uh, you're muted, Cecil. Sorry, uh, Thron is an elf. Why the yeah, hell is an elf? So, so he can that. like there we go. Right, so Thran can and Leon, you're a half elf. He was transferring for. Yeah, because I figure it, him it looked out for like a bit, he then you're was having a little bit more trouble on the way back than uh, than I was, maybe. So, I think we'll do that till dawn. Yep. Okay. So you 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 take turns staying awake throughout the night. Um, you hear the the sounds uh, for for the next hour or two. You hear the sounds outside of the. You hear the sounds outside in the in the inn that are normal, and uh, you hear you know the piano's going for for another hour or two, and the piano stops. You hear, still hear some people out there, and then you kind of slowly start hearing them work their way out. And the last couple of hear last couple of sounds that you hear are Esmeralda and um, and her barmate or bar uh, bar hand just kind of cleaning up, turning table or turning chairs over, 
you can hear the sound of a mop um somewhere around three or four in the morning in this far distance you can hear the sound of a rolling thunder but it doesn't get as close as it did before but you can distinctly hear that sound of a rolling thunder in the ba- in the background um so dawn rolls around and it's early in the morning so what i'm gonna need from Flayer, Gravemind, and Mag er, and Magnate is I just need you guys to give me a constitution save. <laughs> oh man. That's a three. Very, very uh, yeah. yeah, I did all right, you know. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right, so um Magnate, because you, you your body does require eight hours of sleep. Um you are going to have one level of exhaustion as you force yourself to stay awake. You got a short rest out of there, but you, the normal, you know, every day you need at least one long rest in there somewhere. Um, so you're going to have one level of exhaustion. So just keep that in mind for your actions going forward. Grave mind, you are going to have disadvantage for the next hour on any skill checks that you do. Uh, and this is and called I- a hangover. <laughs> Player, you wake up and you're feeling a little groggy. You're feeling a little like a freight train All hits right, you. Man. But you feel you're good to go. I'm feeling like daisies to me. may not be me. the Christmas bunch, go. but you're, you're good to go. You're feeling like you could use some uh, greasy bacon and sausage <laughs> eggs. Uh, as I say, that Cross is definitely yeah, feeling gonna, like he could use a greasy does, uh, right hair of the dog, does that help? <laughs> um, so you... You know what? Um, I will. I will let you make. I, I will. If you're going to go do hair of the dog, I will let you. I will let you do a constitution <laughs> save to see if you can have the time that you are hungover. So for the next thirty minutes, okay. you have skill check. Okay. Yeah, um, I, uh, I will when I disadvantage um, if you would like sufficiently to. roused and we decide what's going on. But after <clears throat> okay, so you guys wake up and uh, as you wake up. Leon is, you know, of course, kind of like his eyes are a little bit red. You know, he's he's got that look of like, oh, yeah. All right. Well, here we go. And, you know, he's like, as you guys slowly start to wake up, he's, yeah. Nah, did you get a, get a good rest? Yeah. All right. Uh, so here's what happened. Um, and what are you explaining to him? Are you leaving? Are you giving him everything? Are you leaving anything out? Yeah, I'll, you I'll explain actually everything say it, but you with just the beach, with the paraphrase. grave, with the storm. With us, with the eyes, with the lightning, all that jazz. Yeah, so it'd be basically just a just a cliff note. He gives you the the brief description, tells you about the big hole that they found, the glass, the storm coming in, the rolling thunder, all of the birds just bailing randomly. Um, and for some reason, he keeps bringing up this damn so seal. I'm gonna cut in, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have like a growl at the at the the idea of the seagull, and I'll be like. Mm. That's what you get for trusting a seagull. I hate seagulls. All right. So I'll, everybody's um, awake. What are you all doing? I'll ask them uh, if they had heard anything over the night once they got back. Um, kind of very slowly and wincing as I speak. <laughs> we kept the lookout, but... Uh... There wasn't wasn't anything odd. 
seem like the storm came and went, uh, but didn't didn't come this far in. Did it? Did it sound like the storms from the ship? Yes. Well, that's not good. Well, I've got to go find that dog and bite it back. So I'm gonna head head. Uh, are we upstairs, downstairs, or is this just a one level? I'll just head to the bar. Uh, so there, there, as I say, there, there was rooms upstairs and downstairs. You guys ended up in the downstairs room. Um, okay. and since yeah, I, they just gonna, decided to keep the party together, you all just be like, around. uh, yeah, I, I need, I need to take care of this first and, and then we can decide on okay. our plan. All right. So here's, what I just need everybody to do. If you could please every single one of you, give me a perception check. Uh, we're rolling great to today. Eleven's better than a five, but still, uh, yeah, that's right. Well, actually, um, you uh, need to roll me two because you have disadvantage. Oh, well, eight still better than a five. <laughs> All right, um, and magnate, you actually need to roll two as well. Due to exhaustion, you have uh, you have ability checks that are nope. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little switch. So you, oh, see, man, you can see a bunch popping up. <laughs> okay, it's all good. It's all I, good. The, the we'll first one, use, I was uh, trying to figure oh, out how to add that to the regular dose, a plus four. Uh, uh, dice roll, and then I was like, oh wait, here's perception right on my character sheet. I can do it straight from there. Yep, yep, maybe you can. All right, so, um, again, just to save time, uh, especially since we started late, I'm just going to tell D what he found. Everybody else has got to, unfortunately, just, you know, not meta the hell out of this. So, D, as you walk out, um, the one thing that kind of stands out a little odd to you is that everything around you seems a little more worse for wear. And not so much like a, oh, it was a really rough night last night. More yeah, like, like, a, like an age. This place looks a, a lot older than it did before. Like, yeah, like there's there's a lot more spider webs in the corners. There's there's a lot. Like it looks like bed, the boards that people walk like if you went on to the bed floor and up like are a lot more later, worn than they were. Like Rip significantly. Yeah, yeah, like like a ten year. Not quite that long, but yeah, like a Rip Van Winkle. Yeah, like so, something. It's it's enough to stand out to you. Like it's not so much that you, like you walked in and you walk out and like, oh my god, there's holes in the wall, there's dead bodies on the ground. But it's enough that you're like, was this place this bad when kinda we like went in going here? Going in the kind of like you know, she looks cute. Like that, turn on the lights. Like, and it's like I was a little huh, wrong. That's yeah. weird. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like like now in the in broad daylight, something. Some, some somebody maybe okay. have to cut out uh, the ugly in arm here. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna make my way to the bar and all right. So you try go the hair of the dog. Oh, good. Oh. All right. Okay, go ahead and give me a Constitution I'm save. Gonna, um, oh my god. See about. I'm gonna see about. Uh, ooh, I'm gonna see about some food because we should probably get some sustenance. Okay. All right. Esmeralda comes out, takes your orders, grabs you all some, you know, some nice breakfast foods. Uh, Looks over at uh, looks over at Kraus, and as he's as he, as she sees Kraus just drinking, you know, this brew back, and Kraus just kind of gives this this shiver of, oh, that wasn't the best idea. <sighs> kind of gives a oh, I don't know. Um, as actually best laid plans. You, you actually feel worse than you do. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk over to Kraus, my my drinking buddy. I'm gonna like grab him on the shoulder and like shake him and be like. 
Wow, you feel how I look. <laughs> I shake him and like try to egg him on and drink some more. <laughs> yeah, go, go, uh, I don't know, go do something. <laughs> All right, I'll just kind of like raise my hand and walk away. Um, as Esmeralda's walking around, you know, she, you see her just kind of starting to get things together. Um, it, just, just starting to put out some extra glasses, that type of thing. Just get the bar prepped up. Uh, you see the, the, the bar hand is out and about and you see them mopping the floor a little bit. And when they're a little bit you know, further off, I'm going to whisper to the group old grime off of tables type of thing. Look around. Is there anything that seems odd to you, the rest of you? So Flair's going to look down at his chest, see the gash, look back at him and go, nope. Ah, hang on one second. So you look down at the gash on your chest, and last night it was a nice fresh wound that was just starting to scab over. However, now when you look down at your chest, it almost looks like a completely healed wound. I'm going to look around it. Like, I know know the... Our hand had been like cleaning up last night. I noticed that like if he's cleaning up again, like that seems kind of odd. Do um do any of the uh, workers in observation in the, in the place look any different? So actually, the uh, it's it's fairly early in the morning. You guys got up just around when the sun rose, so it's about seven ish. So I'm, I'm going to bar ballpark around seven ish since it's uh, it's a little later in the season. Um, there actually it doesn't seem to be there doesn't seem to have been any foot traffic in or out this morning. It just seems to be Esmeralda and the uh, the bar hand. I uh, turned to talk to the bar hand. Quite the uh, party last night. It sounded like uh, from up in the room. The bar hand just kind of stops as he's uh, as he's working on a table and such a party. Yeah. Or weren't there, uh, there were a bunch of people here when we got back last night. Uh, you know, it, it didn't seem like an odd, uh, night for a tavern, but, uh, looks Jen says we haven't had people here in days. You've been our only patrons. And he just, he kind of like, just kind of looks at you, gets shakes his head and then just like, literally turns his back to you and just starts like continuing down the table just as almost as as dismissive as you can be get up and try and find esmeralda i'll just make a snide little comment be like hey leon uh did you find a little bit of the drink yourself shut up kraus (laughs) well unfortunately he's far enough away that you really like you're you're over here going Oh God! Why is the world so loud? And you're literally listening to your own heartbeat more than anything else. So I mean, he's he's far enough away okay. that you just kind of hear a conversation, but don't necessarily okay. hear the entirety of it. Yeah, I've been there. Um. Okay. So looking for Esmeralda, uh, Flyer. What are you hanging? What are you? What are you doing? Uh, I think I'm gonna get up and help look for Esmeralda too. See if I can assist in finding her. Okay. All right. So uh, Leon just kind of comes over, taps you on the shoulder, and goes, "There's something weird going on. I got to find Esmeralda." Um, as you go looking for Esmeralda, unfortunately, she disappeared into the back um, after she had 
served everybody food. She had disappeared in the back, and currently she is nowhere to be found. I'm going to turn to the barkeep again and uh, just double down and be like, so weird question. How long have we been staying here? And he looks, he, he like, he again kind of startled because, like, he was almost like, I'm pretty sure I kind of gave you the signal, go away. He looks at you and he goes, You've been here for three weeks. Have you been drinking too much? Have you served me any drinks in the last three weeks? He just kind of like shakes his head and goes, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not here every night. I, uh, pr- probably I serve everybody. Drinks. Uh, so I'm going to ask the guy if he's seen, I'm going to like point to myself with my thumb. I like, when's the last time you saw me? Yeah. Me. Like you, you were here a couple of, you were here a couple of nights ago, drinking quite heavily. I might add, but it was just you at the bar. Visible confusion. <laughs> <laughs> and the, as we the need plot, to get out. Plot, plot <laughs> thick and fast, isn't it? <clears throat> Uh, we need to leave. You're muted. I'm going to uh, apologize to the barkeep and say, I'm sorry for my friends. They tend to drink a little bit too much, if you know what I mean. They get a little little overboard, a little confused in the morning. And he literally looks over at Kraus and kind of goes, and just kind of like his eyes get a little wide and just looks back at you. As Kraus has literally got a mug of ale that he's still churning his way through. Well, and breakfast. Whatever. And, and breakfast. you know, like 10 pounds of bacon. I'm going to whisper to the guys like, after breakfast, let's regroup outside and discuss. Yeah. I'm already out, out the door. I'll be yeah. out for that. Uh, I followed Leon because I was like leaning over to him being like, mm, something's not right here. We need to leave now. Let me finish my breakfast and then we'll talk. All right. So the three of you go outside. Um, as you exit, you are a little bit more on um kind of like on the alert kind of looking around like huh so as you walk out you notice you of course notice the the hospital or the medical building way down the way and you see it and you're like okay yeah well that that still looks the same the one thing that you do notice now is as you look down is you notice that there are fresh wagon wheel tracks through the main part of town something you had not noticed before when you were first coming into town or when you first came out of the hospital building or the, when you first went into the inn, you notice distinctively large, deep ruts. Is there uh, are they leading anywhere to any building in town or? So you see like there, there's the biggest, deepest ruts seem to go over to the hospital wing or to the hospital uh, building. Um, but there are a couple other like, uh, one looks like it's going down towards where, you know, a little bit deeper into down into Main Street where all the uh, where it looks like there was like a main drag where shops would be that type of thing. Um, but the the deepest ruts going, of course, over to the hospital. I think we need to go talk to the doctor. I agree, but we still need the bird man to come with us. Uh, I think by now I would have like hurried up eating and paid my tab, whatever it is, and headed outside. <clears throat> all right. So you all end up outside. You're, everybody kind of looks at you, everybody, and they look at you across and say, I think we got to go find a dock. Uh, yep. Well, you guys want to get back on a boat already? 
no, the doctor, you bird brain. So I head over to the doctor. So you guys, yeah, and uh, so you head over to the hospital, and as you walk in, um, you as you as you remember before the beds, the, except for the beds that you had occupied, all the beds had been filled. So as you get there now, it seems there's only a couple of beds that have people in them, um, and the the doctor is sitting there, and you can see him going. He's he's got crates open, and he's got pouches, uh, um, small you know small burlap pouches, and you can see that there are uh, different vials in them. And the nurse is going through and opening up another crate, uh, which looks like it's got bandages and all sorts of other stuff in there. And uh, you know, as you walk in, the doctor just uh, oh, good to see you. Glad to see you're all up and about again. Yeah, uh, I guess long time no see. Uh, and he, he nods. He says, "Yeah, it's, it's it, been a little while." Not gonna it help. Looks you. like uh, you you've gotten some of the the beds, uh, uh, folks treated. I hope. Uh, are things going in here? He looks back. He looks at the beds, kind of like a little perplexed. He says, um, "Yes, yes, we actually had a uh, we 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 shipped off some of the major cases off towards the off towards the capital um, or to another town, and we've also got a shipment of supplies in, which is fantastic because we only get shipments about once a month." And the last time we we spoke was about two two three weeks ago. Now, see him kind of hold his head down. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh-huh. And uh And he looks over and he goes, I think I saw him at the inn a couple of nights ago, and he points over to Flair. Yeah, drinking oh. heavily. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, kinda we, like scowl and be like, I would have remembered that. I would have remembered it. And he, he, the doctor looks at you and says, uh, oh, okay. And he just kind of proceeds to go through some more burlap sacks and kind of Setting some vials out into uh, and that you know, pulling tufts of hay out and setting vials into them. Uh, Doc, weird question. Uh, we're on a bit of an investigation, kind of trying to uh, retrace our steps since the shipwreck. Um, we we came in about a uh, three months ago or three weeks ago now. Uh, we were bedridden for about three days right um what year is it and he he looks at you and he just what what year as in like the year yes what years and he looks at you and kind of scratches his head and he says well i mean it's it's 50 60 cy quick quick, who's the president uh guys outside quickly um uh i hustle everyone outside and uh well hold on uh before before following them uh i'll kind of like shakily walk up to the doctor and pat him on the back and like one eye closed be like hey uh doc you got anything like uh pain killers or anything of that sort on you that i got some coin i, I would pay he, he looks at you and he says, uh, uh, he, he, he can smell the alcohol on your breath because you're so close. And he says, uh, while I feel for you, medical supplies are for people who need them. The need is dire, sir. 
he just he just smiles and just says, "Unfortunately, I can't help you." I'll say, "Well, thanks anyway," and follow them out. So, gentlemen, uh, when we were knocked overboard, it was fifty-fifty. See why? The doc just said it's been ten years. Did uh? Is anyone we... else freak out? <laughs> well, did we uh? Did we even ask? Well, did we? Well, why would we ask what the year was when we woke up? But yeah, I don't think we did ask what year it was when we woke up. No, no, I didn't think to. But between the shore being uh, when when Tran and I went down to the shore, there was the remains of a city or a port town at the very least, and no cart tracks coming from there to here. So something going on. <laughs> well, first off, it's uh we don't know if the there was if we were at sea for ten years or if we were uh, like I don't remember being here three weeks, but apparently we have been. Um I don't feel ten years older. Do you feel 10 years older? Yes. I always felt <laughs> okay. 10 years older. Wrong person to ask the question to. <laughs> um, well, I think, uh, I think if we are going to get to the bottom of this kerfuffle, we should probably uh, check out what you guys saw last night, or apparently three I... weeks ago. <clears throat> I don't think so. I don't think we're going to find anything at the beach. Uh, it looked like there were... If we find anything, it's just going to be bones and more trouble. I think we should head to the capital and try and get to the bottom of whatever this... Uh, whatever is causing this time stuff. Well, I'm... I'll just... I'll go around... Uh, I'll go along for the ride for now. I really don't have the mental capacity to make decisions for more than myself, so and barely even enough to make them for myself right now. Um, before we head out, I'm going to stop by the inn and leave a note for Valtra to be like, hey, we're headed to the capital. Uh, I'll tell the, like, Barkeep and Esmeralda, she I can find her and be like, hey, if our short friend uh, stops by, uh, let her know that we're going to the capital. And then I'll like, uh, Esmeralda says, all I, right, absolutely. And, but it, she looks at you kind of strange and says, but I haven't, I haven't seen that young lass in I know, at least three uh, weeks. You know, she 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 does this sometimes. She might just be uh, be around. May have gotten lost uh, in her search for uh, strange woodland creatures to eat. Uh, you know how people are. Kind of looks at you a little cockeyed. Hi, I I guess uh, I do. Should do. All right, have a good one. She nods and kind of gives you a nod out the door. All right. Uh... Well, yes, uh, we make our way towards um, first, the first city. First question. Do uh, any of you know 
which direction the capital is in. I'll uh, poke my head. Yeah, did we ever... I believe... I actually believe that... Um, I want to say Leon, last round, was talking to Esmeralda, and Esmeralda gave a brief yeah, description I of how to get there. So. I didn't write anything down for that, though. She she did say that it was it yeah. was a trick. Now we need to, to find there. someone named we, Packus. Yeah, we had to find like someone named the capital first. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, let's make our way to the capital. Are, are there any like carts or any any people leaving town that we could kind of like hitch a ride with? Um. <clears throat> So there, there actually it, it look it does not look like there is any traffic whatsoever. It looks like the traffic that was there, like there were those deep grooves in the in the in the road, but they there doesn't seem to be any traffic whatsoever around. Well, you said there were the deep uh, wagon tracks, so I guess we could, if they got resupplied from mm-hmm. somewhere, then. I guess is that's from the capital. So let's uh, let's follow these let's follow hmm. these tracks and oh, see if we there... can't find our way to the capital. Is there no like foot traffic at all? Like it's a ghost town now. Uh, other than the the tracks that we're going through, you don't you don't see. I mean, there's the normal foot traffic that there is in town. Um, there are some people moving back and forth, but this town was never extremely well populated before. Uh, in fact, when you were at the inn last time, you could probably make a guess that everybody that was there <laughs> was everybody. All right. Yeah. Um, for now, um, while I'm just battling this hangover, I'm just going to follow what the group does. I'm kind of not making my own decisions at the moment. Okay. All right. Is anybody, uh, does anybody have anything else they want to do in town before exiting? Ooh, uh, good question. Uh, before we can go we, anywhere, uh, can we do, find a cart? Uh, no, you did not. You, the, you see cart tracks that lead out of town, um, away from the ocean, but that's, There's you didn't like find a... a cart. Um, when you start asking around to random people that you see, Hey, is there a, was there like a travel, you know, was there a, a trade cart or anything? They said, Oh, well, that cart, that cart left yesterday, um, dropped off the supplies and, you know, some um, of the shops and then before, before we go anywhere and do anything rash, uh, do, do any of you have any food? If this trip is going to be more than a few days then maybe we should start, uh, by I've picking up some, oh, oh, okay. Okay. Then sorry. What was that? It kind of cut out for a second a little bit. I've I was asking covered on food rations. Yeah, I have I have ten days worth of rations. I'm assuming one ration one day. So I think we should probably those of us that aren't carrying okay. rations probably should go pick some more up. No, don't don't worry about it. <laughs> I have a spell called Good Berry. I can make ten good berries, and if you eat one, it sustains you for an entire day. So mm. I've got a set on rations. Okay. All right. So I guess now the question is, um, you have a general direction on where you're headed. Most of you have basic navigation skills for survival. Uh, what does anybody have? Um, is anybody specialized yeah, survival in survival? Is a proficiency skill. A. I'm proficient in it. I am not. Oh, yeah, I've got a, uh, okay. looks like a, a plus four in survival. Okay. Okay. Good. 
I've what about you, got, uh, plus three in survival. Okay. Beautiful. All right. So you guys are, are, are proficient enough in survival. So are you planning, I guess let's go, let's go down this route. Are you guys going to stick to the roads? Are you guys going to try to, um, now that you have a basic direction of where you're going, are you guys going to try to just beeline it and work your way through, you know, the forest and mountains? What What is your plan? My, so my vote is there. You can do some hybrid something of already fucking going on. Then uh, we should probably stick to the roads so that, you know, we don't yep. wander into something that's a little bit too fucky for us. <clears throat> Agreed. Yeah. Stick to the roads. Okay. So as you guys start to travel on the roads, um, you you bank up, you bank north um, because the, the road goes inland for a little bit farther, but then it banks, it's, it makes a stark turn. And you remember Esmeralda telling you that if you want to get to the capital, um, while it is a fairly decent trek to get there, the uh, the best way the best way to go is to bank is to head north, go. Um, uh, once you get out of the forest, you'll cross the lake, um, and then you want to continue on west. So it it takes you it, like. Let me make sure I get this. Uh, let me make sure I've got my scaling down right. So give me a second. <laughs> Where are you? Where's my legend? There we go. So that's. <laughs> oh, I I love this map because this map is gargantuan in size. Argantuan, that's like 50 feet plus, right? Oh. <laughs> the map itself is probably like 100 feet across, yeah. It, it's it's a huge map. Okay. But it's the entire map of Flannis, so it's not, it's not like it's like super tiny. All right, see, so you're here. So that's... We need a mall directory. No, so I have written down out of, in my notes that... Uh... We had instructions to travel, and one day is what I'd written down. Yeah, I actually messed up on that uh, description oh, no of how far you had to go. So that's actually on me. I apologize. So now, how far can? So we're gonna do this. I think the easiest way to do this is I'll just we'll just roll per day. So who do you want to have leading uh, the survival? The one who is the best survivalist? But Leon, don't let it. Okay. Don't be me, because I'm so, exhausted. Uh, still, I think, so I think D. Yeah, yeah. So he's gonna have a disadvantage sure. on his his checks, but you're gonna lose that here within the first roll. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you want me to go ahead and roll one? All right. Yeah. So D, go okay. ahead and give us a yeah. D, go ahead and give us a survival roll, and. Cross, give me a perception roll. What is with these rolls? Coming up eight. I don't know. You guys, you guys are getting it rough. My last perception was an eight, too. Okay. Okay. Well, positive. I'm rolling sucky as well. So as you guys are traveling, um, you guys can travel about uh, about 20 miles in a day, 30 miles if you really huff it. Uh, it just because you're you're currently in the forest, so it's a it's a little bit rougher of a train. Even though you do have a road to follow, it's still you know canopy, um, 
stopping for rests every so often, checking your gear, stopping for food, yada, yada, yada. So the first day, unfortunately, it's not a great trek. Your uh, uh, Krauss flew up above the tree line to try to see like how far you guys had to go, see if there was a better path to get there. And Krauss, every time he flew up and came back down, he's just like, yeah, all I see is forest, man. Like there's there's a ton of woods that we're going for. Uh, flying up as you went up, you could actually see over towards the you know you, you could see in the very far distance on the horizon where the ocean is as you guys are kind of trekking because you're kind of trekking north by northwest, so you're kind of like getting the road travels a little bit farther inland as you go, but. Um, and I'm judging that anybody know off the top of their head, how far a human can see. It depends well, on the terrain. About a yeah, mile, right? Cause what doesn't like, you know, I guess, yeah, the curvature of the earth, the earth bulge starts at five miles. So curvature of the earth. And also, all also clear, you can on, see to five. Depends on how big it, the thing is that you're trying to look at. Too. That is also true. Huh. So we're good. Yeah. So we're just going to say that as you fly up. Like even as you fly as high as you can comfortably go in your current state <laughs> for the first uh, Cecil, day, according to Google, uh, everything that you see, all you see is point, forest and woods. Three point one miles. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Then that even if you go higher, we'll just we'll just make the assumption you can see about five as you go higher. But even with that assumption, all you see is woods, like a lot of woods, like nothing but woods. And we were supposed to get to uh, a lake at some point, weren't we, guys? Yeah, I didn't see any lake or anything. Um, nope. Well, keep in mind that you get out of the... So you were, you were described that once you get out of the woods, you should come to a lake with... And they'll, they'll just say, like, depending on how fast you go, you should come to a lake within a day or two. And Let's then once you get past the lake, day, that's when you're going to turn uh, west. I guess we'll set up camp and... Start off bright and early. Yeah. Who's up first watch? Got it. <laughs> I'm feeling better now, so I'll uh, I'll take first watch. All right. So here's what we're gonna do. Um, we'll just make this easy. I'm just gonna do one challenge roll against all of you. So go ahead and everybody roll me a perception check, assuming that you each took. You know, some there we go. Some watch over the night. Uh, yes, you are still at disadvantage. Not too bad. That's all right. All right. I am. Give me a second here to get the stat block up. My apologies. What did I miss? Well, Cecil just Uh, said a perception check. Yeah, and he said something about a stat block. So I feel like we're going to be meeting something soon. All right. So, um, oh, uh, D, go ahead and roll me perception. Cross. Yeah, I did. And who took first watch? Okay. Beautiful. Well, actually, this all worked out well. So, as you're sitting there tending the fire, you're uh, you're you're going through your brew supplies and just kind of just cranking around and. The night had just started to, you know, the, the, the night had just started to get that cool wind that you get, you know, in the, in the autumn. Uh, 
and you can you can hear some of the leaves kind of crackling but through the crackling of said wind or said trees you uh you hear a a, a kind of a kind of a clicking sound like a now, now is it is it just me or is it like the whole group okay the, um, so actually, it's Gravebind that hears it. You all are resting. Um, but Gravebind, you, do you I, do. Did I hear like you hear it distinctly? The sound came from. So you are in the middle of the forest. So you kind of like just normal, normal, camp, normal survival camping thing. You never camp on the actual road. You usually go off the road 50, 100 feet. So you can still get to the road, but you're off the road so that you're not in the way of people who happen to be traveling at night or something. Uh, so you're you're probably about 50, 50 to 100 feet ish off the road surrounded by trees. So unfortunately, a, a specific direction you do not hear. However, if you'd like to roll me, I actually know you already you already got your 19. So um, and it's unfortunate that I rolled high because you don't get a distinct direction, but you do hear a <laughs> and it almost sounds like it's echoing all around you. Um, in fact, from the sound of it, with this clicking, it almost sounds like there are multiple coming from all around you. Um, like that's it's it's a really eerie. For clicking. now, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm just going to assume it was forest noise, but I will kind of uh, put my guard up a little bit, maybe inch a little bit closer to where everyone's sleeping. Um, in case I hear it again, then I'll start raising an alarm. Okay. Um, you hear you, you not only hear okay. it, I'll, but uh, it, it's quietly, echoing uh, closer. I kind of <laughs> nudge everyone with my staff, be like, "Trouble! There, there's trouble." Um, ironically, everybody is able to hear you quite easily, and and everybody springs springs awake, and and, and literally as they as they all kind of like start coming to, you know, flares just like. No, what? And then here's click, 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 and almost immediately eyes widen right up. Of like, yep, I heard that. I'm assuming at this point we're probably all standing around the fire and weapons ready. Yep. Yeah. Uh, back to back. Or um, in a, is that what you're doing? You know, radius around the fire. Yeah, like the fire yeah. at our backs kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So you're using kind of the flames of the fire to spread out past. Uh, so let me find an appropriate token. I'm going to ready my simtar. I'm going okay. to shield before we start. Before I start the next and sentence, is anybody else doing staff, anything? That's all. Everything. Um, I did want to ask before we start, though. Do you want to add like some okay. ambient music or anything? Or like battle music. Um, so at some point in time, I will. Uh, I didn't have a chance to get just because I, I got home so late. I didn't have a chance to get groovy and all that stuff set up. But at some point in time, I will do that because I'll need it. Uh, whatever battle music I get put in there, I'll have to make sure that Craig. I have it set as Craig, so I can um, uh, edit out that audio okay. for the podcast because I can't. You know, I can't use copyrighted music during the podcast. But y'all know what's happening now. Don't you just love rolling Roll for initiative, initiative when you haven't even seen what's coming? <laughs> so, as as um, as you hear this, click 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 click. Um, you 
you see two. Now, granted, these are what you see. You see two. Um, what are the height of these things? That's that's a great question. That, uh, that, the I, didn't initi- that I didn't look. The initiative next to the armor class is what you can cl- uh, click on for the fast roll, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Okay, cool, cool. Yep. Just making sure I did it right. I believe so, yes. I brushed up on my uh, roll 20, but my brain has been so foggy since COVID. I'm just making sure I'm not losing it. Okay. So, um, what you see in front of you are... They're, they're not overly large. They're roughly like two-ish feet. But they're walking on their, they're walking on their hind legs. And they almost, the best way to describe them is they look like insects with covered in hair. And it's almost like really spiny hair. And their hands or, or their upper appendages have pincers that almost look very close to like crab claw pincers, but thinner. Uh, and their feet look like bladed talons. Um, and you see two of them about 25 feet away from you coming around a tree. And players first, probably. Um, yeah, let me grab, uh, let me quickly grab initiative here. Hold on. Do like a bear thing, you know, like we all raise our arms up and yell at them. Maybe they'll get intimidated. Go away. As you can see, I am still rolling status quo and awesome. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm, I'm super fast here, but uh, in this world of initiative right now, I'm Internet Explorer. <laughs> All right, hang on two seconds. So I've got got that's Okay, so Otak Flayer, you are up, good sir. Nice. Uh, so you said they're 25 what feet away. What are you doing? All right. How far does the light from our fire reach? Because I do not have the dark vision. They're they're roughly from you. They're about twenty five feet north of you. So the the light from the fire reaches about fifteen uh, ish feet from the fire, bright, and then past that, uh, about twenty ish feet. So you can you can see them dimly out there. Uh, but as I said, what you see are just two roughly two foot high and they you can just kind of see them come around that tree and we'll throw some more trees out there for you just so okay you can... can i because i don't really have like a skill taunt but can i essentially taunt them to get them to come closer like yell out to them you can hold your action you right, can I'll probably you can like wait then, hold your one. action and then take your action anywhere in the initiative order that you'd like yeah come on then okay. i'll have you all right so you're uh so you're just sitting there kind of barking at him, like banging your chest going, ah, ah, come on. Okay. Um, um, next gonna up is going now. to be I'm not going to be yelling, but. All right. So you're holding your action. No, oh, I just put a circle there. I didn't mean to. That's where uh, I meant to so be in the first Leon, place. Are you, um, were you moving back there as part of your action or were you, am I or was that where you meant to be in the first place? Okay. Okay. No, you are not. So the first thing we are going to see, the next thing we are going to see is some monster action. So this first one goes 10, 20. This first one runs straight up 
at Flare and goes and makes this like as it runs at you and this thing moves insanely fast like not as fast as those lizard folk did on the on the uh on the boat but these things like like just it bared down and it almost used its claws to kind of like dig and spring right out of the earth or right onto the earth and just like just charge straight at you and as it's charging at you you can hear this click 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 and it's 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 pincers in its hands just clicking as it's getting close to you as it like lunges and it's on top of you really quick you see the mandibles from its face just kind of like clicking in like this and just kind of like doing this little predator action right at you um and it takes a swing like just runs at you takes a just pops with a swing um and it 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 just runs up and clips just goes and takes its pincer and clips right at you and it just kind of like just kind of brushes you you feel the the spiny hairs brush past your leg as it's kind of like it goes right by the meaty part of your thigh uh, let me make sure sorry about that i i bumped something i didn't mean to so ignore all that that popped up on screen. Okay. Oh, good. Um, That's a massive text box, though. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that, that is, holy crap. Yeah, man, that is a pleasant gargantuan text box. Okay, so it swipes at you. It's, uh, it's buddy comes in and it leaps straight in between the two of you. And Flair just sees its buddy fly, uh, attack at you, so it does the same thing. Man, I'm a popular one today. All right, uh, both the same thing. It's all, like as as you see this creature get like closer to you, it's almost like it didn't quite expect because that's the, the flames flicker in the in the light. It kind of like you know how like on a fire it gets brighter and then it kind of gets softer. So as it as this thing runs in, it kind of the, the flames flicker. You almost see it kind of like just kind of wince back a little bit as it's going to like attack at you. And it's just almost winces back like, ah, like the light was just hurting it. All right. So now the funner part, another one pops up out of stealth and attacks at Thrawn. Ooh, what is your Thrawn? What is your AC? Oof. Okay. Um, so he hits and this thing comes out of nowhere and just hang on two seconds for me. That can't be right. Hitting for God tier damage out of nowhere. He hits you for, sure uh, just screw that up. 47 points of damage <laughs> and you die. <laughs> nope. Okay. Um, no, 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 no. <clears throat> he got a lucky strike and got you right through the heart and you die. The end. No, so you're going to take five hit points of damage, but I need you to do a constitute a constitution save. I don't think Dino is you're talking to him. Oh, oh I'm, so, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I was reading something. You just zoned out. Yeah. D. So the, oh, the thing attacked you. Sorry. Um, and it uh, it hit. It did five hit points. It did five points of damage, and I need you to do a constitution right. save for me. It's all good. And nothing pop up. Hey, why didn't you not pop up? There we go. <laughs> this thing digs right into your leg with its pin with its pincer, and as it does, uh, it's you can feel the slash deep into your thigh. 
and this burning Ooh, sensation poison. as it travels up your leg. And you can feel it just spread throughout your body very quickly. And as you look down, you literally are like, ah, and you're just going to, you're lifting your arm to try to swat this thing away. And as you go to swat it away, you just slowly start to just Ouch. stop. <laughs> and you well, can't move. It happened fast. Um, can I go ahead and go now? Or since um, Magnate, hold my you are yeah, up. Yeah, we have yeah, our action. Yeah. Oh, you can. Yeah, you can. You can. You've you held so your you action, so yeah, ahead. you can. No, you called it first. You absolutely you can. Okay. So, like, if you're like, no, right. I want to go right um, now, you can take your action and go ahead. Oh, very well. Uh, so, well, actually, so, so sorry. Technically, Flair, you do get to go first, so your option would be first to go. For my bonus action, I'm going to go ahead and use my rage, and then for my main action, I'm just going to attack the bug creature in front of me. Right on. Okay. So go ahead and give me um oh, and then your attack roll. with rage it adds two damage as well. That's a crit, bud. Okay, so you hit, so now you gotta roll two, your damage. Yeah, two. So you just did, click on did the, click on your flail there. So it's nine on that roll? plus one plus your rage. So that adds two. Oh yeah. yeah, it was actually. Yeah, it's a twenty. Okay. Give me two. Was that a crit? That was that twenty a crit? Oh, okay. Okay, so um roll me roll me one more whatever. So just click on flail again. We'll just use that first number, not using the second number. Um, actually, hold on. It's eight. So you're supposed to get eight. Nine, yeah, so if it's eight, hold on, let me go to my character sheet real quick. It's eight damage plus one bludgeoning and then plus two for rage. So we're going to do that nine plus one. Hold on here. So that's 11 on the first. That's 11 for the crit. And then if we use the second roll, that would be... Okay. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So we got, um, it's going to be eight plus one. So you rolled an eight. So you maxed out that. Yeah. So Woo! you're actually going to do 16 good. plus one, 17 plus I'm two, just laughing 19 damage. As I smash this thing with the flail. I'm having a great time. Right, hang on a second. This is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> this is what I'm here for. Let me smash things and be cut in return. Oh All right. Hang on. Beauteous. All right, I've got that tracked. So you and you're using a flail. So you like you literally like you you saw this these both of these things snap at you and you're just like what the like what the hell's that? And you just take your flail and just bah, smack this thing and you hit it like right in the side, right in the armpit area, and you just feel it just crack right into them. The thing literally gives out a as you hit it. Um, it kind of like curls in and winces with pain, but it's still, it's just um, looking at you with seething anger and it's clicking as, you know, as it's uh, anyway, staring at you. Uh, I will having seen Thran kind of, uh, just freeze up. I'll, uh, make my way over here and start beating the shit out of it with my, uh, staff. Okay. So go ahead and give me your attack roll. Um, so you swing at it as like, this thing is still latched into Thran's leg. And you swing at it, and it like literally ducks its head down and releases from Thran as you uh, as you just like just barely miss this thing. All right, oh, I'll give it a bonus action punch then. Okay, go ahead. Oh my god, a critical miss! Oh, that, that was a crit miss. Oh boy, yes. I get to pull out the the crit fumble chart. Oh, why is it always I me? Yeah. The, DM, the DM was, sounds way too happy for this. <laughs> 
Makes you happy. You made him happy. I'm also the one that crit, crit failed whenever I did that crossbow. Yes, that you were. That actually exactly was or, you. Or that improvised right, bow um, or whatever. So what is this? Is this 100? No, this is a this is a D20 table. So you did a... No, it wasn't a melee weapon. It wasn't thrown. Um, I think natural weapon is going to be the best. Yeah, yeah, we'll go natural weapon. Because you just punched, right? All right, uh, yeah. go ahead and roll me a 10-sided die. Okay? Perfect, perfect 10. That can't be good. It would have been nice if that was my attack roll. All I right, roll better right, with right. a d10 than a d20. Your bird all right, make me a wisdom saving throw. So Odd. You are currently, you have lost your nerve. You are currently frightened. Let me just quickly look up exactly what that is, because I actually wasn't prepared um, for somebody to get. I have to use all my movement to get away from the enemy as uh, fast as I possibly can. Has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source hey, of its fear is within line sight. The creature can't willingly move closer to the source of its fear. Um, so that's what you're at right now. You are frightened. You have disadvantage. You cannot move closer to this. Um, um, well, yeah. I can still attack, so I guess I'll spend a key point and go ahead and flurry of blows. All right, and that is going to... Uh, hold on, where's Frightened? Yep. So you're going to take uh, disadvantage on your attack roll. But go ahead. So that's a nine for the first one. A nine does not yep. And an eight, an eight for on the second. God so, damn it. So you literally, like... You go to you go to fly at this thing. It lets go. It looks at you and just goes click 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 click, and like it's just snapping its pincers at you, and you just like you go white, you know, like just sheer white, and you wildly just throw some punches, just trying to get this thing away from you, and just wildly miss as this thing is just looking at you, clicking the entire time, and Thrawn. You're literally just like staring down at this thing and you can just barely move your eyes and you're just seeing cross just like starting to lock up. <sighs> All right. Um, um, who are we left there? First. Uh, uh, Magnate, you're actually up. Well, no, on, on my next turn. Um, oh, shoot. Did you have more? Are you, since I'm afraid of this one, but they're all mm -hmm. the same creature, are you going to account fear? Like, am I afraid of all of them or just this singular? You are, you are afraid of these creatures. Okay. You are terrified okay. currently. Um, and your fear lasts. Hold on, let me look at this. Uh, so until you, until you succeed okay. on a wisdom save throw. Positive, okay. though, you're going to get a plus okay. two on your next wisdom save throw. Uh, I'm going to point at the one that just caused all that crap. And, uh, say uh, uh burn and cast like a guiding bolt okay oh um, am i still at disadvantage that hits and it is okay uh well even so if you were it still hits radiant oh. and uh anyone who anyone who attacks it before guiding, the end of my what next else does guiding turn uh, gets advantage. Okay. Well, that's positive. So that means that your disadvantage will be canceled out. So you won't have advantage, but you'll have at least you won't have disadvantage. And it's radiant. So you damage. did thirteen. So hang on a second. So if these things are 
greater not happy okay. about yeah so light. as as and you streak this bolt well. across and it hits it you like it hits it right in the back and it just screeches out this this horrible screech um and it, it almost like like cringes away as uh as it's like it gets just demolished from the back um and that brings us to thron which thron can you give me a constitution save because you are paralyzed right yes you are paralyzed there's no hope for me <laughs> no roll 20 hates us what is with the roll 20 freaking ai man Oh my god. Okay, so um you are still paralyzed. <laughs> so we're going to go for just ten turns in a okay, so you got nine. Alright, so uh, all right, we're so gonna I'm roll going this to back to the beginning. Flare. It is your turn, my friend. Man. Oh yeah. Oh, actually hold on. Very well. All of you are within ten feet of one of these Woo, things. That one. So I need everybody to give me a wisdom save. It, at least, at least I rolled well that time. Okay. Um, so here's the positive. Um, all of you, well, except for except for uh, except for Flare, all of you are fine except for Flare. These creatures emit a strange aura about them, and you feel right. frightened just from the look of them. He's raging, isn't he? So yeah, unless you I have something raging, that but... it makes you immune to fear, you are currently frightened. And we'll take disadvantage on attack rolls. But goals. I think only at a specific level. So does rage give you? Does rage give you immunity to fear? Yeah, because I because I am a berserker as well, which does get the immunity. But I, I think it's like at level five or something like that. Let's double check. Let's check this out. I'm trying to find it, and I am not finding it. Let's go primal paths. Yeah, so it's it Path would be berserker. mindless rage would make me immune to Frenzy, being charmed or frightened while raging, but that's only at the sixth level. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not there. So you are not currently there, which means, which means you are currently and frightened of these creatures. Uh, so frightened, what is disadvantage? That's how horrific these well, things right? look. So Flare, you're up, good sir. What are you doing? Right, Attack and ability I rolls will... regarding these things. Yes, I'm gonna stick with my. Standard rage. I'm not going to go into frenzy rage, and I'm just going to attack the one that's still in front of me that I hit last time. Oh, it already rolls two by itself. Sorry. Okay, go ahead and roll me uh, two because you have disadvantage to attack. Yep, the one directly oh, in front of me. All right, no. So you hit. Um, go ahead and roll your damage. So, so just uh, click on one of those flails. Technically, with rage still active. All right, and that's the one directly in front of you, right? Yep. Okay, so you did. Oh, you did eleven. Okay, so you hit this thing. And like literally this bash comes down and as you hit it, this kind of like blackish goo just comes, comes out of its, its mandibles and it almost like coughs it at you. And it's still just looking, seething rage and just click, 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 click. Um, but you like this thing, this thing is like tipping over. All right. Do you, do you have any other actions? Uh, no, I, I can't take any other actions right. now. Um, next one in line is going to be Kraus. 
Okay, so um, you are no longer. I guess uh, actually, uh, no. Your wisdom. wisdom we're going to count that at the end. It's supposed to be at the end of your turn that you do the wisdom save. Um, actually, no. Hold on. Let me let me look at. Wow. I, 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 for, okay. So, no. For the paralyze, it's at the end. For let me look at condition. For frightened. Um. <laughs> oh no, that was. Oh, sorry. Wait, hold on. You did that off of the critical fumble. So hold on. You've got different things applied to you. No, so yes, that works at the beginning. You do it at the beginning. Now you are no longer frightened. So you you kind of get your wits about you, and you're like, uh, so that means like you just I get your nerve back. That means I will have advantage on this. Yes, you will okay. because it is his guiding bolted. So if you like to attack, roll with advantage. Is it just the first attack? Yeah, sixteen and nine damage. Okay. okay, so yep. you you hit this thing, and it so just 16. like or you nine. rock its world. Uh, it, it you you feel bones crunch or or carpus or something crunch as you hit it, and it just it it's still staring at you just with seething anger. Click 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 click. click. Um, all right. Uh, you got another actions? Uh, Unarmed strike. Yep. So yes, you hit it. You do four. Then uh, I'll do another okay. flurry of blows. That's another four. So, all right. So. Another four. You, like you literally, like you hit and it, and then you just give it a last one. You misses. give a kick, and then like just drop your elbow right on its head. You're just kind of keeping the momentum going, and with each strike, you just hear crunch, crunch, and you just like it's spewing this black goo everywhere. All right. Next up, okay. Is that is um, that you're good? All right. So next up, the first thing it does is it. one of them attacks the one yep. of those things that are in front of Flare attacks Flare. Um, what is your, what is your AC? It does, it does hit you. 15. So that is, hold on. One five. So it does six damage and I need you to roll a constitution save. And, and uh, in rage, I'm resistant to all physical damage. So it's half. So I take three. And you said constitution? Okay. Constitution, please. Constitution. So. Nice. As this thing like clips into you and it, it clips right into your side, you like it pinches in and you just bring your elbow down, just slapping it away. And you feel like a- as as it snaps away, you can kind of see this black goo just kind of like seething down the side and it burns the side of your skin as it kind of rolls down, like in between, you know, where oh, I don't have any armor, your, so well, wherever your pants are, loincloth, whatever the hell it's yeah. there. The skin so, and the, just the man, just the meat and the man right there. So it snaps into you. You feel like that new. burning sensation, but it's on I the outside, not on, not on the inside, <laughs> spreading through. Um, so the next one not on the inside. Uh, looks over bit. and still focused right on Flare. It does not hit. The last one that is down staring at Kraus. Kraus, what is your AC? Okay. It misses you. Um, now, at... At this point, Kraus, give me uh, Kraus, Flair, and Leon. Give me an attack because you are all getting an attack of opportunity. I'm doing this all simultaneously to make it easier on me. All right. Uh, Flair. I think you'll actually get. Yeah, Flair, give me one more because you'll get. No, no, actually, I got it right there. It's a 20. Okay, so go ahead and roll your damage uh, twice for me. Okay. And that's still plus two. So each of these creatures start to just sh- like as the shadows are licking from the flame, um, 
they literally disappear into the shadows. Except for one that's right in front of Flair. Flair literally just like cracks the two of them. And the one still disappears and, and vanishes. While the other one like is just crushed into a pile on the ground. And it's almost it's almost half like it's like half in the shadow and half not. So like its body is just kind of like weirdly melding into the shadow. Like it's half teleported and half not. I mean, I'm just going to throw these guys over here. They're, they're literally out of your sight. You can't see them any longer. And this one is. Um, I don't know how to denote it's dead. Oh, hold on. I think I got a condition thing I can do. Come on. There we go. All right. So going to the top of the top of the turn. Flare, what are you doing? So we can't see the other ones at all. They're just vanished entirely. One quick question. They are currently not in your One sight. Quick, quick question, Cecil. Yep. I have not gone at all, so um, do I? Oh, get to yeah. Sorry. End of the end of the roll. Yep. So it would actually be so. Magnate. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Magnate would go next. Uh, Magnate, what are you doing? Uh, I guess I'll go over and investigate the body that's still there. All right. So you're going to use your turn to move there and investigate. So go ahead and uh, throw me an investigation. So upon investigating this, uh, you, you get close enough that you can really give a good examination and just kind of turning it over, you kind of peel it partially out of the shadow. And as you're peeling it out of this shadow, like part, like half of one of its legs is gone. And like the other half is gone up to its hip. Like it was literally just, it was mid teleportation, just got crushed and killed. As you pull this thing and you roll on its side, it, it starts clicking instinctively you know as almost like a last nerve it doesn't it doesn't get you or affect you or anything but it just starts clicking and it makes like a like a kind of like this sigh screech it's just as you tip it over um, you're able to see quite easy like now that you're up close and you're like examining it you see that it's a main lock um, the, the 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 one thing that you recognize it of is it's a small fey creature and it looks a lot uglier up close. A mean lock, but mean. Like a murloc, but mean. <laughs> but you're still checking. Is there anything else you want to do with your see. rest with um, your action? And right, do you have a bonus action? You're still in battle right now, by the way. Like, you have not... You, nothing is disengaged. Okay. Um, you want me to hit it again? <laughs> and I... Pray to Ilona... Uh, who is the god of forests, among other things, and uh, ask for their guidance. Okay. Do yeah. you want to, I mean, that would kind of be part of your action. I don't know if that would be a bonus action, but you can just, we'll just, we can just say that you're praying. Okay. Now, um, Thrawn, you can't actually do anything for your turn, but you can roll your constitution save. Okay. Um, you like, like, literally, you're sitting there, like, you're stuck, and you've just like used every bit of your willpower just to move, and you finally start twitching your hand into a, you know into a full fist as you pull down, and you're just as you just kind of scream as every every joint in your body is screaming and burning, and you just slowly able to move, and you're just looking around like, oh God. So back up to the top of the top of the punch. 
And hang on a second. Let's just do this. Oh boy. Okay. So let me make sure I got this right. 10, 20. Okay. So at the start of the turn, the, the creatures reappear and you can now see them, um, just North of where you're at, uh, in dim light, the shadows of those trees. So Flair, you're up. What would you like uh, to do? Is that one that was hit with the radiant damage? Is that still glowing? No, unfortunately, after it got hit, it stopped glowing. Ah, very well. Uh, I want to light a torch with my action. Okay. A torch is lit and in your hand. Take one of these out real quick. He's one of them too. I heard clicking. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so I'm going to advance towards the one that's like near the tree on the right. Okay. Uh, by, let's see, what's that? It's, it's like 10, 10 15. If you're going to go diagonal, it's 10 and 15. If you're going to go straight ahead. Okay. Of it. I'm going to go like straight okay, to the head. Yep, so it's going to be 15 of your movement. All right. And then I will oh, actually, do I still have to make the, uh, the wisdom save for the fear, right? You do not because you did not start within right. 10 feet of the creature. Uh, so I am going to use, actually, I took my action already. Okay. I don't only have bonus. I imagine that's it. I so can't do anything else. So we are going to go to Kraus next. You're up. Okay. Um, with the uh, player having moved where he's at uh, with his torch, can I see the other one? Um, torch gives. Is it fifteen or thirty? Hang on, two seconds. Twenty forty. Sorry, not fifteen thirty. It's twenty forty. So it's got twenty feet. Well, let me actually click there. So. 10, 20 feet. We'll just kind of give that a circle of there. And then dimly to four, dimly a 40. So 10. Uh, yes, yeah, so right, it's well, dimly lit. But I yes, have you can see enough. It. I have 50 feet of flight speed. So I'm going to take off like a bullet. Do 5, 10, 15, 20, 20, or sorry, 10, 15, 25, 30. 35 there so that's 10 15 45 25 30 okay that he can move that 50 feet of flight speed 45 no 45 would be to there that would be your 50 to get right to there um yeah and so So you are in front of said creature since it's dim light is it disadvantage negative you can strike something perfectly fine in dim light as you could it's just if it's uh total darkness or you have blindness or something all right, so you uh, you swing and a miss. You swipe. You basically come to a screeching halt right in front of it, and you swing your quarter staff and just it right over its head, like just like just like you did not stick the landing. Okay, the flurry of blows hit though, both of them. It did. So we got five. Oh, whoops! Let me get to the correct. So you come down, miss, and then. Wap, 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 and you, you get a couple of nice hits in there. Um, as you do, it's not as crunchy as when you were hitting the other one, but it's definitely enough to, to make it make a sound. Okay, um, and then because of my way of the Junkin' Master, when I use Flurry of Blows, I get a free disengage, and my walking speed increases by 10 feet, so I'm just going to diagonal and move a little bit away. All right. So next up, we're going to go with Monsters. Hang on, we're gonna do that first. Player, what is your uh what's your AC again? Perfect. Uh 15, one five. Alright, so the next one run oh what the hell? Come on, move. There we go. Runs up and attacks at Kraus. 
across. And you're just using quarterstaff. Yep. Okay. So uh, both of them lunge at you and completely whiff and miss. Uh, now each of them. Here, let me make sure I got this right. Okay. So you see it kind of start to do a uh, start to do its clicky thing again, but it's it they're they're just done. Magnate, you're up. All right, I'll uh, stop praying over the dead one and turn around and I'll cast, uh, I'll say, uh, Holy Light, purge this beast and point and cast another Guiding Bolt at the one by Kraus. Right. And on this cast, you will have advantage on your strike. Ooh, nice. I'll be... And Guiding Bolt is a spell, right? Yes. How many spells have you been keeping track of your spell slots? Yep, I'm. That's my second of four. Okay, and which one were you striking at? The one near Flayer or the one near Kraus? Uh, the one near Kraus. Okay. So, um, thankfully, you uh, you uh, as you go to as you go to cast this, you you bring your hand up to make the motions and and aim, and and you you f- feel almost a like a a guiding hand. Um, and the smell of, of fresh dirt and bark kind of fills your senses as this guiding hand just shifts your, your, your aim slightly. And the bolt slings through the air and whizzes right past Kraus, hitting this thing square in the chest and the, the, the igniting of this kind of splits it in two as part of its its top part of its torso and its arm kind of rattle off and fly a, a foot or two away onto the ground, just kind of rolling to a stop. Uh, this black goo splashing Kraus slightly, and any part that any part of this black goo that hits Kraus in a uh, in an exposed area has a slight tingle and burn sensation as it hits, but doesn't do any actual damage. And that uh, that poor poor thing is now crunchy and glowing by the way it's a nice little source of light while it's there so Kraus is just kind of like ew <laughs> bug guts ooh glowy so it's like smashing a giant uh, lightning bug hell yeah kind of yeah that's kind of like it what just happened yeah it was kind of kind of like squishing a lightning bug it's kind of gross alright um Thrawn Oh, actually, sorry, Magnate, do you have any other actions? Any bonus actions? Anything like that? Uh, okay. Ron, nope. you're up. Alright, I think that's just a... Uh, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on myself. You're literally just... So you're touching yourself. Yes, I'm touching so myself. So 1d8 plus your spellcaster ability, you might be actually be able to use Cure Wounds there, and uh, I think I might be able to click that for an attack or not, I don't know. No, for description. Okay. Well, go ahead, roll, roll 1d8, and then we'll add your spellcaster to it. Yep. And let's take a look here. Spellcast should be wisdom bonus. Uh, plus plus four. four. Looks like plus four. Six. And if I'm wrong, we'll fix that later. Either way, I fully fully healed myself. Okay, cool. So you uh, have cast heal wounds on yourself. You are now healed up. You are still feeling very, like... You feel healed, but your, your joints and everything else still feel very stiff. And like just just moving your hands and opening your hands and closing them are very very stiff. All right. Um, top of the uh, D. Did you have any other actions? Nope. Sorry, before I move on. 
All right, top of the order. Flare, I am going to need you to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Ah, all right, so you are indeed... Oh, man. I was going to say I lost you for a second. You are, again, frightened, uh, so you're going to take disadvantage on attack to do myself, and or ability checks against this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dude, these things are terrifying. I don't know if you actually looked up what they looked like, but they are terrifying. Yeah, I, I did look up. They are... Uh... Depending on which picture you see, it's kind of kind of gross looking. All right, so I have disadvantage on the attack again? Yes, you do. Okay, I will, uh, this time, this is the last round of my rage, by the way, so okay. the next round, at, at my turn, I have to re-rage to keep it going, but uh, I'm going to make a reckless attack, so I would get advantage, but now it's just a normal attack. Uh, so it's just a normal attack, you do hit. Oh, well, I just... And it does not matter what you roll. One, if you'd like to roll, go ahead. Still. <laughs> but it does not. <laughs> Got him. Yeah, it Got doesn't matter. Uh, it only had one hit point of damage. <laughs> uh, so you, you literally, with your flail, just come down right on top of this thing, and you just hit it with all your might, and it just kind of squishes down like an accordion, making that bug splat as you do. Um, you, I believe, because of your rage, that you will have one level of exhaustion. Uh, no, it's only if I go into a frenzied rage. Okay. All right, so you guys like are now out of combat. Whew. I'm going to go ahead and cast uh, Goodberry and pass out. You know, each person, I'll give each person a, a, a berry. Um, so anyone who was hurt uh, can eat the berry and gain four hit points back. And you will be sustained for the next day. Um, how long? How long do the good berries last? Once you uh, twenty-four hours. I'll just hold on to mine. Okay. So I, um, I would also like to uh, take like a, a file or a little flask or something out of my brewing supplies and see if I can't collect okay. some of the um, black icker. Go ahead and give me a uh, give me a survival roll. Nice. Okay. Um so as you start trying to extract this icker from these from these creatures, you don't get a lot, but you get probably let's say about a tablespoon of actual working like cuz as soon as it gets exposed to the air, you see it kind of starts changing inconsistency but you're able to kind of like squeeze some spots and and get like a tablespoon tablespoon and a half of of actual pure icker from this thing okay i have no idea what this is for but i thought it looked interesting so <laughs> it'll be a hell of a kick later spike uh, spike spike an obnoxious guy's drink all right Bye, guys. so yeah if you guys haven't looked up what a mean lock is m-e-e-n of uh, i think it's L-O-C-K. I looked him up just to see Oh, yeah. Yeah, look, yeah look, that looks, oh, come on, that looks friendly, man. Yeah, t- take a quick second That's and look your, up what you no, were just Your neighborhood Spider-Man you right there. Actually. Mm, nasty. Hey, were you, were you military also? I mean, I'd pet it. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm, I'm sure you, you probably, I'm sure you probably tapped one or two of those, too, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> Talk about camel Spider-Man. <laughs> Jeez. You know what? Those things are no joke, man. I got Dude, bit in the face by one of those damn things. <laughs> Mm. All right. All right. So uh, 
I think we're gonna we're gonna. Whoop, I'm gonna drop that on my freaking thing there. Um, I think we're gonna end the night there, only because uh, we'll we'll finish out the night, uh, which this was the only attack that you guys got. This is the only battle that you guys got stuck with. Um, the rest of the night, you guys end up having a very peaceful um, night. So. One, you have a full one last thing rest. before we end the oh, night or uh, anything like that. I want to ask around mm -hmm. the group to see if anyone has encountered anything like this before, if they know what it is. Um, as I say, give me a, let's say, uh, what's a good, let's, let's take a look here. Would it be Arcana? A, an or it could be Arcana if they're fey creatures. Yeah, they are fey. So they are fey. So... So I, give me um, a give me a, an Arcana check. I'm right, I've got that. So by the Fae. I have Fey ancestry. So do I, but yeah. Okay, so I you'll have, take advantage on that well. Um. So let me do the. Doesn't <laughs> matter. You don't, don't know. Dick about him. I don't know. <laughs> I need uh, I, so so D, you actually um. Uh, are you going to share this information I with them, or are you going to keep to yourself? So easy peasy. Uh, D actually, um, D and Grave Mine kind of both between the two of them kind of just dis describe what these things are, and they uh, they're described as you know they they are um, they're evil fey creatures that are found mostly in the forest. They can be found in some you know more city and urban areas, but they're mostly found in the forest, and they'll kind of attack anything that uh, that has any form of good nature to it whatsoever. Uh, and they really just want to. They're just really more malicious creatures. That's yeah. All I was trying to really find out was like, because like metagame, I know that they're fey, but I wanted to know if our characters know they're fey, so that they might know that there's some fey involvement going around in the fuckery. Uh, so they they do recognize. Uh, yeah, I mean, they they tell you that they are they are a localized small fey. Um, from what I was from what I was reading uh, uh, out of character and everything else, when I was reading when I was looking at them, it says basically they hate anything good and just want to destroy anything good just for the because it's there. Not really like protectors of the forest, more kind of just pests and parasites. Yeah, yeah apparently, yeah. apparently they were created by an <clears throat> elder, an elder boogeyman. <laughs> yeah, it says mm -hmm. uh, created when an elder. Elder Boogeyman developed a ritual to congeal the fears of its victims into sapient creatures. Well, the thanks, Rob Zombie. Well done. I'm your Boogeyman. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Good. Um, Dickhead. Definitely some... All right, well, as we did last round... ...questions about whether or not <laughs> we're going feeling? the right way or not, or if we're going to, like, travel another day. I, I think we're going to, like, travel another day. We're not going to get anywhere close to a lake we're gonna turn around and we'll be like back in town within like an hour and it's like we're we're on like a treadmill or something either that or it's gonna be like groundhog day and we just we're gonna go to bed in this camp and wake up back at the tavern or whatever in another three weeks yeah in another three weeks Okay, so player, just slit your own throat, and we'll see if you wake up. <laughs> see if I wake up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Hello everyone, it is Lord Cyber. I am participating in the GNA Misadventures League this uh, round. I am playing a character named Veltra Nesdel. She is a celibate, or otherwise known as a cabald. She is a female, four years old, and a cleric. Her physical description would be that of, say, a gold dragon statue with emerald eyes. She's a little bit taller than your average uh, kobold at two foot nine. Um, she's very slender, but wears a mess of robes, gloves, and a mask to hide her appearance when around people. Not many people get that she's a kobold unless she screws up somewhere and gives herself away. But typically, people are unaware that there's a celibate in their midst. Uh, her backstory is one that is a little tragic in the sense of how she came into the world. A dishonest merchant had an egg and met a novice and arrogant wizard who wanted a pseudo-dragon as a companion. And he heard that the best way would be to get a pseudo-dragon egg, hatch it, and let that pseudo-dragon bond. And that means of uh, first sight, you know, partner relying on for food and whatever else. But while journeying across the land in a carriage, the egg starts to hatch. As soon as the egg hatches, he sees this brilliantly gold little cabal or celibate and instantly knows what it is because it certainly wasn't a pseudo dragon out of absolute disgust and disdain that he got ripped off with no care for the creature in his hands tosses it from the wagon now when veltra lands in some tall grass she's disorientated doesn't know anything about the world, but she hears this sweet song, this allure chant, and needs to find where it goes. She follows this sound and comes upon a temple, the temple of the goddess of fate, Istis. And while at the temple of Istis, she meets this priestess, one of the high priestess to that effect. Uh, this priestess takes a little pity at first on the creature. Starts feeding it, takes care of it, then decides, you know what? I think I can make something of this creature. If Our Lady deems it so, this creature could be something we've never seen before. Something great. And that's only if the fates deem it so. The one thing that caught her eye was that Veltra was as golden as spindle and threads hanging from her neck, which was also the symbol and pendant of the Lady of Fates. The rest of the folks at the uh, monastery, which one thing to take into effect, majority of people at this temple were female. Pretty much all the followers of Istis are female, but this priestess started training Veltra, eventually gives her the name Veltra Nesna, which Veltra is Velerint and Tara, which were this priestess' parents, and obviously 
gave the last name. There comes a point in this companionship where people think that what the priestess is doing is nothing more than teaching tricks to a pet. And eventually, just as humans do, they get old and they pass away. At around age four, Veltra witnesses the passing of her mentor, while the rest of the temple say, hey, the Lady of Fate must bait you to go on a pilgrimage and absolutely con her into leaving the temple and seek an adventure well before she's ready for any kind of pilgrimage. But she does it anyway, because if the Lady of Fate deems it so, she'll be all right. And if not, it was her fate to perish. So in her journey, she finds herself on this boat with a bunch of colorful characters. And that's where we pick up this journey.